This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Oil is up by about three quarters of a cent at 30.73 US cents per pound. August soy meal is up 10 cents at $290 per hundredweight. Corn futures were slightly lower on Friday morning. The USDA announced a sale of 114,000 tons of corn this morning for delivery to Mexico. A representative from the USDA predicted Argentina's corn production to total 47.6 million tons, which is slightly lower than previous estimates. The September contract is down half a cent at 315 per bushel. Wheat futures are slightly higher on Friday. Last week, wheat export sales totaled 676,000 tons, which was on the higher end of pre-report estimates. Chicago September is up 3 cents at 5.32 per bushel. Kansas City September wheat is up 2 cents at 4.42, and Minneapolis spring wheat is up 1 cent at 5.14 per bushel. That's a look at the ice futures and the Chicago markets for Friday morning, July 31st. For Markets Farm in Winnipeg, I'm Marlo Glass. There are no such things as small chores on your farm, so you need equipment that works as hard as you do, especially during harvest season. That's where New Holland and Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John come in. During New Holland Harvest Days, get terrific deals on equipment to help you work more productively. Save with 0% financing and cashback offers on select tractors, hay tools, and harvesting equipment. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment at Fort St. John today for details. But hurry, Harvest Days end September 30th, 2020. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome to the program. Today, we'll be chatting with Emily Furlot, the new general manager of the Fort St. John Curling Club, about her role with the club and how they're looking at new ways of using the space. That coming up in about 10 minutes' time. But first, I'm very excited to be talking about this. We've got Bruce Kosuki with the Charlie Lake Conservation Society. They are hosting a bat walk tomorrow night, so we're going to talk a bit about bats today. Bruce, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, great to be here, Dub. Excellent. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> You're very welcome. I was As soon as I heard about this uh, neat little event, I was like, oh, we got to find a way to talk about it. So uh, why don't we start with this? Uh, you told me off the air you're a bat enthusiast. Uh, why? Well, what sort of happened that kind of made you that way? What What's so interesting about bats to you? Well, I, I, I just love bats. And uh, bats are really beneficial to our environment. And I live right on Charlie Lake and there's lots of mosquitoes. <laughs> so the bats to me are my friends because they eat just piles of mosquitoes every night. And it does make a difference. I notice when the bats arrive in the springtime, the number of mosquitoes goes down and around my house. So uh, that and you know they're also known for you know distributing nutrients uh from the watershed and into the forest so they're they're all around uh uh great things to have in our environment 
uh, important parts of the ecosystem. Uh, you've already sort of mentioned kind of what I wanted to talk about as well, which is uh, you say the bats arrive in the springtime. Are they hibernating in a cave somewhere nearby? Do you know where they're coming from? Are they migratory? Uh, tell us a bit about where they live when they're not, uh, you know, out hunting mosquitoes in the summertime. So these, these are some of the questions that scientists are trying to figure out. We really don't know for sure where they go. Mm -hmm. uh, we think they may, my, may migrate uh, to caves, uh, or they could be staying locally in some of the uh, crevices and cliffs around Charlie Lake, but we don't know for sure. So uh, part of the research that scientists are doing in this area is trying to get a better understanding of uh, bat populations. So the Cherry Lake Conservation Society has uh, launched on a project over the last uh, five or six years in conjunction with School District 60, where the students build bat houses and we distribute them to volunteers who are actively uh, monitoring the bats that are in their houses. So um, we want to get an idea, particularly if the uh, white nose syndrome uh, a fungus that has devastated bat populations in eastern Canada and the U.S. Uh, arrives, and uh, we want to get some early detection of that. It's in Washington right now. I see. And we're afraid that it's going to move north. Okay, but it's not here as of yet, uh, according to the kind of the research, I guess, hey? No, okay. no. Well, that's good news anyway. Uh so, I mean, how many different species of bats are there up kind of in the Charlie Lake area, or even, even the Peace region, do, do you know? So there are eight species of bats that wow. uh, have been reported for this area. And uh, that's about half the number of bats in BC. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do have a fair number of uh, different types of bats. But on our bat walk, we'll probably see primarily the little brown bat and uh, uh, maybe a few other species. I see. Are, are any of the species sort of, um, maybe not entirely unique to this area, but something that you maybe wouldn't see in, in locations further south? Or are these kind of bats that you can find all over BC? Uh, you can find them all over BC. I see. So very cool. Um I, in general, and maybe I'm overstating this a bit, I feel like bats get a bit of a bad rap in society, right? You know, they're they're a horror trope about bats that they live in haunted houses and, you know, with Dracula who can turn into a bat and this sort of thing. Uh, do you see an event like this when you take people on a bat walk to see bats and what they do and what they're about as you say they eat mosquitoes so that makes them good in my books right away do you see an event like this and and, and teaching people more about bats in the in our community as sort of a way to confound though that maybe bad rap that bats get in society oh absolutely i think more that people know about bats the more they grow to love them you know, in particular, when the students were putting together the bat houses, they were also learning about the bats in the area. Mm -hmm. And I think we do have a lot of new bat lovers just because of the uh, program that was in the schools. I see. Now, the bat walk, I believe, goes from 9 until 10 o'clock tomorrow night over in uh, Beaton River Park. 
why is that the best time of day? They kind of sleep. They're, they're, are, would you say they're nocturnal creatures, so they're hard to spot during the day? Absolutely. So uh, sunset tomorrow is at 9 o'clock. And typically, we'll see the bats come out about half an hour after that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to launch with a uh, presentation, and then we'll have some guided uh, walks after that. So uh, I just wanted to mention, we have some COVID uh, precautions in place. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things is when people arrive at the park, we will give them a ticket. And so we have to limit the number of uh, uh, public participants to 40. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be first come, first uh, serve. And uh, we'll also practice social distancing uh just to make sure that everybody is healthy and safe. So uh, we'll also be uh, helped out by the BC Parks student rangers mm-hmm. who will uh, encourage people to maintain their distances. I see. Now, where are you going to take this? Why? Is it kind of through the woods? Is that where you're most likely to see them? Or, uh, you know, I know, for example, there's a picnic structure uh, in the kind of picnic area at Beaton River Park. Do they congregate in a specific kind of spot in there, or are they kind of throughout that area, and you, you, you're thinking you'll have good luck spotting them? Yeah, so what we're going to plan on doing is we've got a, a route mapped out that will be going along some pathways and ultimately ending up down by the water. Mm-hmm. So uh, we know that we're going to see bats out there swooping around and hunting. So uh, one of the things that we're going to be using is um, this is a little microphone. It's called the Ecometer uh, Touch 2. And that will allow us to hear the bats because when they're hunting, they use uh, sonar and they emit a very high-pitched sound so that they can actually hear their prey Mm -hmm. so this will allow us because we can't hear those calls to actually detect those sounds and we'll see on a screen uh, the call being made as well as it will have uh, translate that to a lower pitch that we can hear and then as well we're going to have some night vision uh, binoculars okay. set up so that people can actually uh, see the bats flying around because uh, they may not be able to see in the dark uh, some of the, the bats. So uh, the nice thing about these binoculars, there's a screen on the back and uh, people can see the bats without putting their face right up against it. So again, to protect everybody's health and safety. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, just from my own experiences uh, being out in the bush and whatnot, bats are hard to spot because uh, uh, I don't know if you could show us uh, what's kind of the average size uh, of a bat that we're likely to see tomorrow night on the bat walk. So uh, the the bats that we'll see, the little brown bats likely, uh, will have a wingspan of about 10 inches. Yeah. So uh, they're not very big. Uh, there, we'll be seeing them from a distance as well, but uh, you will 
very definitely be able to see them through these uh, binoculars. Yeah. Well, and I just wanted uh, to shout out to Shell Canada, who uh, provided the funding for us to allow us to, to get these these pieces of equipment that are really going to help out with this with this walk and talk. All right. And speaking of the walk and talk then, Bruce, uh, what do we want to do if we want to go? You already said there can only take 40. So is it kind of first come, first serve? And, and what time should people arrive and where should they go to uh, get signed up for this if they'd like to go? Yeah, so they should uh, probably arrive around uh, quarter to nine, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll greet them and uh, uh, give them a ticket, and uh, also we'll have to register them as mm-hmm. part of the COVID precautions, and uh, we'll meet down in the uh, parking lot to the picnic area. So um, if it's raining... Uh, we will uh, postpone the walk until Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so if people check out our Facebook page, uh, they can get more information. Okay. And is there a cost to attend or is this a, a free walk? This is a free uh, event. Wonderful. And I guess uh, you bring your kids too, hey? Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Bruce, we're going to have to leave it there, as I know you've got an appointment to make. But thank you so much for taking time to talk about this and uh, and uh, letting us know about bats and this wonderful bat walk you guys are putting on. Absolutely. And I just want to put a plug in. The BC Parks uh, Foundation are also going to be putting on some interpretive events uh, in the parks in the in the peace area as well. So. If uh, you go on to our Facebook page, you can see a schedule for when they are going to be holding their events. Excellent, Bruce. Well, thanks again for doing this. You have a good day, sir. Okay, thank you. Bye now. All right, we'll be right back with Emily Furlot right after this on Moose Talks. At Panago, we know summer was made for picnics, but sometimes things can get carried away. Honey, could you pass the free-range plum salad? Oh, and the heirloom lavender skewers. No, with the gold dip. Thanks. How's yours tasting? Keep summer simple with the Lawn Picnic Combo. Any large recipe pizza, a side of cheesy bread, and two liters of pop for only $25. (gasps) I forgot my selfie stick. Order yours at Panago.com. Hi, this is Dwight with Fort City Chrysler, and we're celebrating our 23rd year in Fort St. John. With that, we're offering employee pricing on all new vehicles. You pay what we pay, and we have finance rates starting at 0%. Literally save thousands. And at Fort City Chrysler for the month of July, enter to win one of 23 cash prizes of $1,000. Huge anniversary savings, low rates, great selection, only at Fort City Chrysler, only in Fort St. John. One thing is for sure. Riggers Get Filthy and Soap City Cleaning is in the business of making filth disappear. We provide industrial rags and wipes to oil field companies in the North Peace region, along with cleaning of coveralls, gloves, and any other oil field attire. Plus, with our pickup and delivery service, we have the most efficient turnaround times for even the busiest rigs. One thing we've never said is, that's too filthy. No job is too big or small at Soap City Cleaning. See for yourself on 95th Ave or online at SoapCityCleaning at gmail.com. Vehicles are a lot like people. Sure, they look nice, all shined up, but when you add a few accessories here and there, dynamite. 
at Graphic Signs and Auto Designs, they've got all the accessories your vehicle could ever need. We're talking everything from lights to mud flaps to floor mats, even backup alarms or deer alarms for your fleet vehicle. Give your vehicle that little extra something with Graphic Signs and Auto Designs. Now in their new location on Alaska Road, check out GraphicSignsFSJ.com. Being in the industry themselves, Highmark Oilfield is obviously a proud supporter of the oil and gas industries. They have over 30 years experience and specialize in plant maintenance, pipelines, and turnarounds. To learn more, visit HighmarkOilfield.ca. A proud supporter of the oil and gas industries. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at EnergeticCity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. We're joined now by Emily Furlot, the new General Manager of Business Development with the Fort St. John Curling Club. Good morning, Emily. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. So this is a brand new job for you. Uh, you've you've only been in it like a couple weeks, as I understand. Is that correct? Yeah, I think we're on uh, week two, end of week two. Oh, there you go. It's not even. Uh, so why don't you describe your role for us to start? What is it you're going to be doing with the club since you've uh, started and, and going forward? Um, so I'm not only the new general manager, they've hired me as business development. Mm-hmm. So part of my job is utilizing the space we have with the curling club and bringing the community out for more than just curling. I see. Yeah, because I know just, to, you know, in my short time here, I know they do curling there in the wintertime. And uh, I was in a play there once uh, at kind of the um, uh, the lounge area uh, kind of thing. But I, it didn't seem like something they did very often was host uh, big events there. So uh, is this sort of a way they're looking to kind of find a way to make sure that the space is being used and to maybe earn some more revenue by finding new things to host in the space uh, when curling isn't happening? Absolutely. Um, You're always going to have your core group of curlers Mm -hmm. that they're going to curl no matter what, right? Um, And in the most recent years, we've realized that that might not be able to hold us up financially. So they're looking, uh, and I'm looking into other options now to keep curling going while bringing in revenue to the building through other events and other activities. And what kind of events uh, do you think you, or, or are you planning on kind of doing, without giving them all away, of course? As I understand, you've already kind of uh, hosted a bit of a trivia night there. Yeah, um, so it's not 100% our trivia night uh, completely. Mm-hmm. Mighty Peace has been doing trivia on Tuesday nights up until COVID hit, yeah. and because of COVID restrictions, they just don't have the capacity uh, to do it in their tasting room. So we kind of taken it over for them for the time being. We're doing it a couple more times, and then we're going to reevaluate the situation, see if they can take it back on. But we have the space for it, so why not help out and uh, take it over? Aside from that, um, I'd really like to see, I mean, it's going to be hard with COVID and we're trying to come up with activities and events we can do with COVID restrictions in place. But once COVID's, um, once, once we're in the next stages of reopening and mm-hmm. allowed more people in, I'd like to see barn dances and concerts and, you know, things in the, uh, in the community that I haven't seen since moving up here. And I think the community really has a need for. 
Uh, that sounds wonderful. Uh, you've already mentioned COVID, which obviously is a huge challenge uh, that you're uh, kind of faced with uh, coming in the middle of it uh, to start this uh, new job. But uh, what other challenges do you foresee in this kind of making the space work? Because, again, uh, being in there, it, it's a sizable space. Um, could you foresee making kind of the, the big area where the ice normally is in the wintertime work in the summertime for some you know, enormous events that perhaps need to be inside. Absolutely. Um, I think that we have an empty space uh, where the curling pad goes for five months of the year, Mm -hmm. and it's completely unused, um, where it's 600 people capacity for the entire uh, curling pad without the ice on it. That's a lot of people to have in one place and no one has thought to do an event in there really i mean mm-hmm. there have been a few but nothing major for the community mm-hmm. um so i'd like to see bigger events and really get the community out and get everyone involved now uh, i know you can't speak specifically about the curling side of things yet we will maybe do another interview about that when we are able to but um is this something you're looking at doing throughout the year, even while curling is happening, where, you know, there could be, uh, and I don't know curling schedules offhand, so forgive me, but, you know, a Sunday when there's nothing happening, you try and host an event, uh, or is this mostly going to be focused on, as you say, the five months of the year when curling isn't happening? So curling is going to take priority um if there's any curling events or bond spiels uh anything to do with curling going on obviously i won't be planning events Mm -hmm. um on top of that the curling has the priority to the building it is the curling club after all um but on weekends that we don't have bond spiels we have a banquet hall upstairs and we have the lounge upstairs and it's completely underutilized Mm -hmm. i think we can use it year round as long as we're not um colliding with the curling schedule (laughs) absolutely um i I guess my my last sort of uh uh question on this would be given as you you sort of mentioned already covid being kind of a challenge um do you see this as an opportunity because as you say there is so much space uh, available with with when the ice isn't in that hey you could come host your event here and have this enormous space to be able to do it in while still kind of keeping socially distant. Is that, is that something you're maybe looking at doing to kind of make hay out of this? If not that you can, but do you know what I mean? You know, I'm more than happy if there's any events that have been going on in the community, like trivia night with mighty peace that have been forced to shut down. If, if anyone in the community wants to come to me and say, Hey, we've been doing this event. We don't have the space for it with capacity restrictions. Is this something you consider? I'd love to hear. Um, because like I said, with COVID restrictions, it's hard to come up with ideas for events. Um, I've got a few in the works here, but if anyone in the community needs somewhere to host an event and wants to talk more about it, they can get in touch with me. All right. And how can they do that, Emily? Um, my email is fsjcurlingclub at telus.net and just let me know what you're looking at doing and we can work it out from there. All right, Emily. Well, uh, this is very exciting times. It'd be great to see that curling club uh, doing lots of things uh, again, or, uh, just in general, because it's it's a great space. And as you say, underutilized, that could be used for lots of many things. Emily, thank you very much for talking to us today and we'll chat again in the future. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll be right back to wrap things up right here on Moose Talks. 
We're looking for passionate individuals who want to make our community a better place. At the YMCA, we're proud to be an employer of choice with our award-winning childcare. YMCA employees enjoy competitive wages, full extended benefits, pensions, childcare discounts, training, professional development, and more. We are currently funding ECE certifications and offering a hiring bonus of up to $1,000. One team, one mission. Learn more or apply today at mbc.ymca.ca. Do you know who has the best flooring in town? Yeah, Bronze Flooring. They have a wide selection of all types of flooring. Did you know they have an expert designer on staff to help with planning and all professional, reliable installations? Really? And their customer service is fantastic. New summer hours, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., closed weekends, in the Big Bronze Building on 96th Avenue. Check them out on Facebook. Hot, delicious, and only six bucks. Head to Quiznos for their toasty deal of the day where you can enjoy a nine-inch sub for just six dollars. It's a different sub each day, and since they're only six bucks, try them all. It doesn't get better tasting than Quiznos, beside Walmart. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit pris.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks again to our guests today, Bruce Kusugi and Emily Furlot. Again, that bat walk happening tomorrow night at the Beaten River Provincial Park. If you want more information about it, you can check out the Charlie Lake Conservation Society on Facebook. And again, uh, find the Fort St. John Curling Club on Facebook. They've got their contact information listed there. If uh, you've got an event you'd like to host, Curling Club open for business. That does it for this week for Moose Talks. Studio production is by Lindsay Cooper. Thanks, Lindsay. I'm Dub Craig. You have yourself a wonderful BC Day long weekend. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. Energetic country. From a stand, catch a fish with a barber, drink a beer out the can, liquor out the bottle, how the good Lord intended it. Yes, he did. I love my country. I love my country. Six strings and fiddles and ski from Kentucky. We keep it funky. We like how it sounds. Monday to Sunday. Yeah, I love my country. Up loud and proud. Rolling into town. Hanging out the window like a blue Styrofoam, plate date nine, George Strait singing great swine. We turning up, sitting lakeside, that pedal still, she straight sliding over here to me. She do that Alabama shake like you ain't ever seen.
to your phone for quick access to contests, prizes, or just a talk. Text the LodgeLink.com text line at 250-800-2360. This is Moose FM.
Over the past two decades, Arctech Welding and Machining has evolved from welding and machining to Northern BC's go-to for custom steel and fabrication services, no matter the project, big or small. We offer structural steel fabrication with our 8-axis Vortman beamline, a computerized plasma torch, accommodating plates up to 8 by 24 feet. Our fleet of portable welding trucks come to you. Plus, we offer repairs, sandblasting, painting, and more. Check out our latest projects and start planning yours at arctech-welding.com. Summer has arrived in all its glory in northern British Columbia. At Windsor Plywood, the only product we trust on our log home or wood siding is Seco Prolux Wood Stains and Finishes. For decks, siding, windows and doors, Seco Prolux Premium Wood Stains and Finishes are designed to provide unrivaled looks, durability and performance on all types of exterior wood. At Windsor Plywood, our staff will help you find the right finish and the right color to bring out the natural beauty of the wood in your home or project. Save 10% on all Prolux log and siding until July 31st at Windsor Plywood. Nothing worse than hearing part of a conversation. I said, let's put the project on. If the cell service at camp or in the field sounds like an old movie that cuts in and out, then Petron can clear it up today. With a cell booster, your calls will be clear of... Pardon? What did you say? Huh? And... Can you hear me now? A booster in your facility will give you a clear, concise conversation that can't be misinterpreted. Call today and we'll clear up your call right away. Petron Communications, a clear choice for the North since 1978. This community update is brought to you by the Fort St. John Co-op. You're at home here. Come join Engage Fort North at the Community Forest. You can get some fresh air and a chance to visit with friends with appropriate physical distancing while you take place in the community fitness walks. There's also a chance to win some prizes. It's taking place 5 to 7 p.m. alternating Wednesdays starting June 10th until August 19th. Visit EngageSportNorth.com for more details. Let us know about your event. Email reception at moosefm.ca. CKFU 100.1 Moose FM. Moose Country Weather. We're shaping up for a warm day. It's going to reach a high of 27 degrees. Going into tonight, we're seeing cloudy skies, a 30% chance of showers, low of 17 with a risk of thunderstorms overnight. Going into tomorrow, it's a high of 27, 30% chance of showers, and also a risk of thunderstorms. On Sunday, we're expecting 30% chance of showers, high of 27. Monday, 22, mixture of sun and cloud. Tuesday, the sun shines coming back at 22. Right now outside of the moose, it's partially cloudy at 22 degrees. 100.1 Moose FM.
Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.